Hello, listeners. Welcome to this episode of Learning Line. I'm your host, Danielle Hartman. I'm looking forward to today's episode as it's part of a series of episodes we are offering this season. Today's episode will focus on the seven habits. This season, we will interview three leaders across HSHS who are doing an outstanding job taking the learnings from the seven habits and implementing them in their teams. Today's guest is Brian Charlier. Brian is the CEO and president of HSHS St. Vincent's and St. Mary's Hospital. He is currently serving as the interim president and CEO for the Wisconsin Division. Brian, thank you so much for being on the Learning Line today. How are you? Good. Thank you. Oh, welcome. <laughs> so we are so excited to hear about your experience and how you are using the seven habits, but we always like to start our episodes just with a fun icebreaker, just to get to know um, our guests a little bit better. So our icebreaker question that we have today is, what is the greatest act of kindness you have ever received from a stranger? I thought a lot about that question, obviously having that ahead of time. Um and it was actually, I'm going to reverse it just a little bit and twist it, but just, I think it's pertinent. Um, uh, just a little quick story back um, a couple of years ago during Christmas time, I was at one of the local Walmarts waiting in line and I was in a rush like everybody during Christmas and in a hurry to get through shopping. And in front of me, the person checking out was an elderly lady who was, it was clear she was buying Christmas presents for her family and kids and didn't have a lot of money. And so she was going through and counting the money in front of her as she was going through trying to check out and was not enough money to buy all the presents she had. And I was trying to be patient, but in a hurry. And finally, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to offer to pay for all of them so that she didn't, not all, but the ones she couldn't afford. And it wasn't a lot. It was 10, 15 bucks. And after doing so, this lady was so appreciative and the person behind me um, just thought it was so kind to do it when that small little act meant so much to her that they shared their tremendous appreciation for somebody doing a kind moment. And what it, what it reminds me of is we as healthcare providers and caretakers, how all the time we do little small acts of kindness and how much it means to our patients, our families. It's that appreciation that is why we come to work, why I come to work every day is that type of little act of kindness. So not quite answering your question, you know, somebody being kind to me, but the, the appreciation made me feel so good that I did something very simple and very inexpensive mm -hmm. and how much people appreciated it. So that is such a great story. And I, I appreciate, you know, that reminder, cause it is just the little things that we do every day in our roles that we, we don't even realize the significant impact mm -hmm. it's going to have on someone's life. So exactly. Yeah. And hopefully they pay it forward in the future. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. true. Very true. Well, thank you for sharing that. And what a wonderful Christmas blessing that you offered that year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Well, we are going to move into our first question here about the seven habits. So um, I know you just recently completed the course that we offered mm -hmm. here at HSHS. So uh, just kind of curious, you know, what do you like about the seven habits program? Well, so for me, it's kind of the foundation of how we should lead, but even more so how we should act as human beings. So when you think of the seven different active act habits, you know, being proactive, beginning with the end in mind, all those different things, it's really the foundation of if we're good leaders, if we follow those seven habits, 
will not only be good leaders, but will be good human beings. I, I, again, I, I apologize. I like to talk in stories, but I was talking about the seven habits to my older daughter, who's married with children. And my granddaughter, who's in third grade, was in the room. And uh, I was just talking about win-win, um, using that as an example. She was going through a difficult time at her job. And my granddaughter started to recite the seven habits. And I'm like, wait a minute, how do you know the seven habits? They do it in school. So it reminds me that why I like the seven habits so much is that it carries on much more beyond work, but mm -hmm. life. And to hear that schools, her school is doing seven habits across the whole school and for a third grade, eight-year-old child to know all seven habits and live those is why I like it so much. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, it was fascinating. That, I mean, that would really take me aback too, right? To know yeah. that, okay, I'm mm -hmm. just talking to my daughter and then my granddaughter mm -hmm. chimes in and she's learning yeah. those skills too. I yeah. can only imagine how that impacts even the entire family too. Cause mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. as, as you know, your granddaughter knows, and as your daughter learns more, just how that makes um, for more engaging and enriching and enriching conversations. Um, exactly. And I think it's how you treat people, right? I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of the habits are really based in the foundation of how we want to be treated as leaders and how, and as human beings and how we treat people. And I think the schools are tapping into that too. So mm -hmm. that's great. Wow. That's wonderful. I'm kind of excited to hear how that uh, progresses with her throughout her schooling mm -hmm. too. We talk about it often. She actually educated me that there are eight habits in their school. And I, for the life of me, can't think <laughs> where the eighth one is. Um, it's specific to schools. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. That's so yeah. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk about, you know, the habits specifically. So is there one habit that really resonates with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to me, win-win. Mm -hmm. So for everything that I do, especially in the role that I have, is I'm spending a lot of time of building relationships. And I work with Prevea, Green Bay Oncology, and of course, HSHS. And a lot of my job is massaging and working through those relationships and um, trying to get us to work together closer. And so if I walk into discussions with those teams without thinking win-win, it automatically becomes difficult. So there's many, many examples I have over the years of trying to think, how do I make this discussion or this partnership better? And if I think win-win, it's always easier. What is it that Purveya needs or Green Bay Oncology or HSHS needs to be successful? Um, so having that mindset works. Also, I work a lot with physicians. And if it's a win-lose uh, scenario, you're out, somebody loses, and that's not what we need. So win-win is the one I, I really, really uh, think a lot about and try to incorporate in everything I do every day. Wow. That's yeah. That, that does really change your dynamics when you walk into any, mm -hmm. even those difficult mm -hmm. conversations. So yep. thank you for sharing that. You bet. Um, and so it, it sounds like you've, you're well-versed in the seven habits. This isn't maybe like a new thing for you. You've really had the opportunity to, to become engaged with this even prior to HSHS implementing the program. So I'm just curious how you use the seven habits in your own personal growth. I spend um, a lot of time thinking about situations that I'm about to walk into uh, and how the habits will help me navigate it. Mm -hmm. Again, talking in the story, um, I had a situation where I had some pretty upset physicians 
different specialties in Prave and HSHS. So a lot of different partnerships all coming together on a specific issue. Mm-hmm. And the docs were at odds with each other. And I sat down and wrote some notes about how do I first seek to understand and then how do we make this win-win and and what's the goal in mind, you know, uh, the end in mind. And by doing that, I navigated the meeting with all the parties involved and it actually turned out really, really well, much better than I expected, quite honestly. <laughs> and um, if I hadn't done that and spent time doing that, um, we would have never got to the point where we did. So I was that, that I just, I, I think to answer your question, I try to incorporate in everything that I do, mm-hmm. the habits, because they're, again, they're, they're foundations of good leadership. Yeah. So. I appreciate that. It found great foundations of leadership. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, taking that intentional time beforehand to really think through the different habits that would help you in that situation really created a, a better outcome than maybe all parties had initially anticipated. Exactly. So when we talk about implementing the seven habits with your team. How do you, how do you use this with your team? You have leaders all across mm-hmm. HSHS, you know, like, as you mentioned, Green Bay Oncology, Prevea as well. How are you using the seven habits with your team? Uh, that's been a little bit challenging because it is, um, you know, how do you share the, the concepts with our executive leadership team in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. We have it as part of our agenda. So mm-hmm. on a weekly basis, we have at the end seven habits and we don't always touch on it depending on how much time we have, but oftentimes what I'll do and it, it, it helps me a lot is ahead of time think of a scenario and then just talk through that scenario and how I use the seven habits for the group. And then we have a discussion about it. Um, Other times I actually, I'm a big believer in Google and videos and Mm -hmm. I'll I'll go out and look for something that I think is a a good leadership lesson. Mm -hmm. uh, And then I'll share that with our team as far as how it relates to the seven habits and the videos that are out there. They're capable. There's a, there's a, so many resources and different places to get that. So I'll share that with the team. Um, working with my own leaders that are direct reports to me, mm-hmm. we talk through that. We talk through scenarios. And without them really realizing it, I talk about win-win, seek to understand, what were your priorities up front, all those type of things. So teaching through osmosis in yeah. essence. That is, that's wonderful. And I love hearing that too, because as you said, like you work with the senior executives for the mm-hmm. Wisconsin division. So mm-hmm. to be able to know that even at the the highest level with our Wisconsin leaders, you know, this is something that's discussed in the weekly meetings and, and it is a, a topic of conversation that, that really just helps to show that this isn't something we expect just, you know, small pockets within the organization to really take on and embrace. Like whenever you want to make significant changes into the organization, when you see your top executives really taking that on it it just shows that this is something that helps change your culture so i love Mm -hmm. hearing that it really is a part of those weekly discussions so thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that you bet and of course the challenge is to be disciplined to continue to do it and Mm -hmm. and can keep keep moving it forward Yeah. yeah have you noticed any transformations in your teams after you know adding this to your agenda or um you know even talking about like you said through osmosis trying to make sure we're talking about those habits with your with your leaders I think it's beginning to become part of our language. A lot of times we talk about things and, and um, is it something that stands out that I've seen a transformation? No, but I think as a team, mm-hmm. we work well together. And I think these are all pieces of why that team works well together. Mm-hmm. 
you know, using some of the, the habits helps you be better leaders. Yeah. So. Very good. Thank you. Appreciate that. So you talked about, you know, using like YouTube videos to share with your team, you know, researching or finding articles online. Um, do you ever, I'm just kind of curious, do you use like the the cards and such too that we have? Or I know we just started in our huddle boards. We have that as like a topic as well. Um, are you using any other additional resources that our leaders could tap into? I spend more time, I've used the all access pass to go back and look mm -hmm. at some of those things um, more than anything else. And then uh, quite honestly, I today I did it. I Googled um, looking at the different habits and are there ways to um, share differently? Mm. So I, I don't, I'm not big yeah. on the cards just because when I need to do something, you usually have to do it via zoom or something like that. So <laughs> yeah. they don't lend there. It's, it's better to be able to pull it up. We had a, a leadership huddle yesterday and it wasn't specific to seven habits, but um, it was a leadership video I used to try to help bring a more positive message to our teams mm -hmm. about where we are. The new year started. We have a lot of challenges, but there's good times moving forward. And it was really a, a talking more about courage as a leader. Mm. And and so I tend to be more video yeah. driven. So, you know, but I appreciate hearing that because I know, you know, we do have, you know, the all access pass, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. or we do have like the cards and different resources like that. But really, you know, anything that, that is available at our fingertips, mm -hmm. it's great to use to, to make sure that, you know, we're talking about, you know, great leadership examples. And I feel like when you find those great leadership examples, you can always draw at least one or two habits from those great leadership examples that you find online or videos. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, that's wonderful to hear. Thank you. And I think that just helps make the habits more um attainable and tangible for our leaders too. All right. Then the last question I have for you is continuing with our seven habits. And this is something we like to end all of our episodes on is how do you sharpen your saw? Well, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, you know, if you, it, and it depends how you define how sharpening your saw and, you know, taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I struggle with that. I mean, we all as healthcare leaders right now are very stressed and very busy and lots of challenges. Mm -hmm. We all know that we have significant health challenges in healthcare and, and, you know, even as a system, our financial challenges, taking time for ourselves to make sure that we're healthy and, um, are well is really important. Um, I struggle personally with that, making sure that I do that. But, um, I think the most important thing for me is I have a good, strong network of people mm -hmm. I can reach out to. And I encourage our leaders to do that all the time. Who's your network? Who you? Who can you go sit down and talk to when you're struggling personally and you need somebody to listen to? I have that for me and I encourage them to make sure they do that for themselves. Because if you're not in a good place, then you can't be a good leader. And, um, you know, it's it's tough these days. And I, I'm excited about where we're heading as a system and, and the direction and our strategies. But I think also we all have a lot on our plates and we all have a lot to do in having somebody a good strong network both in work and outside i'm blessed with a wonderful wife who i can go home and talk to and invent in, in a safe environment mm -hmm. and she's supportive and that's great mm -hmm. um not everybody has that situation so it's important to have that network yeah. it's probably the biggest thing i encourage our leaders to have our our colleagues mm -hmm have that strong network. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being vulnerable as well. And just sharing that that self-care piece can be really challenging given, you know, mm -hmm. the dynamics that we have in healthcare and putting ourselves first can be hard or finding that time to recharge. So thank you for, for your honesty and vulnerability with that as well. Absolutely.
Yeah. Well, Brian, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I feel like our leaders in Wisconsin are so blessed to have you at the helm, <laughs> just really guiding them and, and helping to, you know, give these characteristics, really these foundational pieces of what it means to be a, a good person um, and grow, you know, no matter what your level is within the organization. So I, I really appreciate that. And I'm so thankful that um, you took the time out of your day to, to share your knowledge with all of us. So oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Any other parting words before we head out? Uh, no, other than um, look forward to this year and our team. And, uh, you know, I tell our teams every day, I come to work because of the people that I work with. Mm -hmm. They're wonderful people, wonderful leaders. You know, we've gone through a long couple, two, three years, and um, we are doing fantastic work taking care of our communities, and it's because of them. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's the rewarding part and why I come to work. Wow. Well, thank you. That's the perfect way to end. Have a great rest Absolutely. of your day. Thanks, Brian. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Warring Line. We would like to give special recognition to Claire Kramer, our editor and producer of the show, and Ray Engeldinger, the composer of our music. Ray works in supply chain and wrote, no doubt, the song you are hearing now. Thank you. <laughs>